all the games I used to play in my younger wilder days. The game of clubs and tees it never crossed my mind. But after some discussion with my closest, dearest friends, I decided that I'd give it one good try. Welcome into another episode of the Turn Fancy Golf Podcast brought to you by rotoballer.com. As always, I'm Andrew Putters. I'm here with my buddy, partner in crime, Joe Nicely, league golf editor at Rotoballer. Joe, Got the big Tennessee hat on, took one on the chin this weekend uh, in the old Miss game and what we call the trash game down here in the South. Uh, Joe, um, how was your weekend, bud? Good, man. Big, big vacation a, week. Big vacation yeah, week. I had, I had a big vacation. Uh, I had a great week, man. Feeling, feeling a little rejuvenated. Uh, really good week. Fun weekend. Uh, as you mentioned, the Tennessee game was fun. Uh, we went down, but it wasn't without a fight. <laughs> so I uh, really enjoyed watching that. Kind of, kind of neat to see some excitement back in Neyland Stadium, uh, even though it wasn't the greatest finish. But uh, really, really fun to watch and fun to be excited again about Tennessee football. Uh, of course, the NFL going on had a really exciting finish to the CJ Cup, which we we couldn't watch until until about 5 p.m. Eastern, which had me scratching my head Sunday. Um, but yeah, man, uh, really, really good to be back, Andrew. Nice to talk to you, and looking forward to getting into this uh, Zozo. Yeah, CJ Cup, Roy Roy McIlroy final round six uh, six under to get to twenty five under to win by a shot over charging uh, Morikawa um, ten under. He was on fifty nine watch for a little bit, uh, like you said earlier before we came on, and um, you know Sanjay M another big charge there late on the leaderboard. Unfortunately, the fan favorite, Ricky Fowler, uh, really had just a very, very, very disappointing Sunday after playing lights out for three days. Uh, Joe, did you get a chance to, like you said, couldn't watch it till 5 p.m., but did you get a chance to check it out after the uh, 4 o'clock games? Yeah, I, I peeked in kind of throughout the week. Um, I was I was kind of doing the family thing. We were on vacation, a little fall break vacation. So threw a few lineups in just kind of for fun. Um, didn't deep dive research or anything last week. Didn't have a lot of money invested, kind of like normal, just, uh, kind of a lot, just fun week for me. So I was peeking in, uh, from time to time. Really cool to see Ricky playing well. I think that's something that a lot of golf fans would like to see. Um, even though he didn't close it out, which is not a huge surprise, uh, never been a prolific closer in his career, but still good to see him get a strong finish up there. Maybe he'll carry some momentum in the end of this week. Um, he's going to be teeing it up this week in the Zozo. So it was really cool to see him up there. Really good reminder, Andrew. We've, we've said it on this show a ton, man, since kind of ever since the start of us doing this, that, uh, you can never really count Roy McElroy out of a tournament. Um, no matter how bad his form seems to be, uh, he, he can pop up and win golf tournaments, man. His 20th victory on the PGA his career. Uh, but just super impressive man. kind of speaks to just the huge amount of talent that the dude has not playing his best golf, hadn't been playing his best golf, uh, but yet he's won two times this calendar year. So uh, hats off to Rory. Really cool to see him play well. Cool to see Ricky play well. Uh, our guy Morikawa, uh, a member there at the Summit Club in Vegas, uh, made, a, made a deep run. Uh, we'll talk about him a lot here in just a sec for this week. So a lot of cool stuff, man. I, I didn't get to just sit and watch uh, like I normally do, but got to pick in from time to time and and enjoyed it a ton of birdies though that, that golf course is way too easy of a test for these guys yeah um you know one thing i'll, I'll say two things about McRoy. 
well about this tournament. So McElroy wins following a, a, a real, real publicized emotional interview. Uh, that's happened in the past with Roy McRoy. I don't, uh, you know, ever um, when there's a highly publicized interview that he does uh, post tournament or anything like that, he's come out and won before. So that's might be something to look into in the future. Uh, this is just kind of stuff you really can't put on paper. And, uh, and the other thing is, you know, when, when Roy, Ricky Fowler has played well, it's been on the same type of golf courses that Rory McIlroy plays well. So in the future, if you like one, you probably should like the other, maybe possibly pair them up uh, together. Um, like I said, same style of golf courses they play well at. Just a thought uh, from, from an, old, uh, an old style field player like myself. What do you think about that, Joe? Yeah, it makes a ton of sense, man. Um, I mean, you start looking at the summit. Like I said, I didn't, I didn't really dive into it last week, research-wise, but kind of in hindsight, looking back, it makes it makes a lot of sense. Tom Fazio Golf Course. Um, Rory's always played well on those. Ricky's always played well on those. Quail Hollow comes to mind. Uh, the Wells Fargo. Uh, we've seen both those guys win there. Uh, Rory uh, has always put it well on bent grass. Uh, which which makes sense and checks that box. So, um, and, and as you mentioned, man, you never really know. I, I don't know where Rory is in his life. Um, but as you said, he kind of had an emotional ending to the Ryder Cup there. Um, he's had some different coaches going on, been working with Pete Cowan. Um, here and now that maybe that's over. Um, that's, that's not a for sure thing, but... I uh, heard he's kind of went back to his childhood coach. He certainly hit a draw last week. Um, kind of looked more of like his old school swing. Um, so who knows what's going on with Rory, man. The guy's got all the money in the world, all the success in the world. He's he's won pretty much every type of golf tournament you can win. Um, so maybe he needs something like that Ryder Cup to kind of get his emotions going and get, get refocused on golf. Um, needless to say, the guy's unbelievably talented. And uh, when he's playing well, golf's better. Absolutely. Could not agree more. Uh, love Roy McIlroy as uh, off the course and on the course. Highly entertaining. So moving on this week, uh, CJ Cup is over, Joe. Let's move on to the Zozo Championship. But before we do, tell us about rotoballer.com, Joe. Uh, tell us about everything we got going on up there. Yeah, it's uh, football season, and you can definitely check out uh, all your NFL needs over at rotoballer.com. Uh, but we also want to encourage you to sign up for our PGA Premium Package. Now's the best time of the year. Um, the cheapest price that we will be running it all year. You can use my promo code NICE, N-I-C-E, and sign up now for less than 65 bucks. That will take you through next year's tour championship. So almost a calendar year um, of our PGA premium coverage for less than $65. Visit rotoballer.com, sign up right now. Thank you very much, Joe. Now, Zozo Championship, this is the third playing of the Zozo Championship. Um, second playing here at this golf course, it's at the Narashino Country Club. And I'm not even gonna try to how to even say this in Japan. Japan. Let's just say Japan. Japan. <laughs> it's in Japan, Joe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, last uh, first year, uh, none other than T Woods on the inaugural year or the first year, and uh, shoots 19 under 261 score, uh, beating out Hideki Matsuyama by three strokes. Uh, back in uh, the 2019 season, Joe. 2020, uh, because of the COVID going on, it was moved to Sherwood Country Club up in Thousand Oaks, so just north of LA. Uh, and we're headed back to Japan for 2022 or 20, 2021 season. 
uh, which is really or the 2021 year, which is really the 2022 season. If we can make that any more complicated than it already is, Nerys, you know, Country Club par 70, 7,040 yards roughly. Um, to the championship, like I said, was started in 19. I can actually look see golf course. Uh, it's like it's not that old, Joe. It's not that old. Ori- originally, the golf course was said par 72, 7,200 yards, but for the tournament purposes. They've uh, sh- they've taken two par fives out. So uh, we don't really know much about this other than Tiger Woods won there in 2019. I don't remember this tournament at all. This is before we were doing the show, uh, Joe, and so I probably studied even less than normal. Uh, what do you um, what do you what do you know? Do you know? Any, can you, do you have any memories of the golf tournament or or things that you've read about this tournament? Or heard about it already. Yeah, like yeah, I said, um, the golf course is actually decently old. It's it's got tournaments based back into the '60s. The J- J- Japanese PJ Championship, Japanese Open, way back, yeah. and historic players have won here. So, yeah, uh, yeah, um, really, really well respected club and golf course in Japan. Um, from what I remember from 2019, Andrew, remember a little bit. Obviously, remember Tiger winning. Um, that that's the last time we've seen him win. Um, and there was a ton of rain. Uh, it seems like that week, like almost like floodlight conditions over there, if I remember correctly. So the golf course was really, really soft. Um, Tiger won at 19 under, Hideki Matsuyama, obviously from Japan, uh, familiar with the golf course. He finished solo second at 16. Um, and then from from there, man, it dropped all the way to 13. Had a bunch of guys like 13, 12 under, around in there. So not really a true birdie fast type of course. Um, Tiger just played extremely well that week. And as you mentioned, really small sample size. We've only got those four rounds to go on. Um, but this golf course is just a little bit over 7,000 yards, uh, really short, uh, tight, demanding off the tee. I'm, I'm looking for accuracy uh, accuracy off the tee and good drives gained. Um, obviously, iron play is going to be very, very important. Uh, we see guys like Tiger Woods and Hideki Matsuyama that played well here uh, in the first edition, the only edition on this golf course. So, uh, that pushes me towards uh, guys that are precise, uh, very good with the irons. So that's what I'll kind of be targeting this week, Andrew. I don't think distance is going to be an advantage. Um, even though this is a short golf course, I don't think these guys will be over, able to overpower it. Um, so I'm kind of looking for total driving, accuracy off the tee, really good iron play. Yeah, and um, one thing I want to say right off the bat, uh, only 25 in, uh, entrants of the 80 total entries have actually played here in this tournament before at this golf course. So we can't go a little bit off – we can't really go off past finishes other than we probably have to think that maybe uh, Matsuyama is probably a shoe in that we're going to lock in this field no matter where he is. Uh, so <clears throat> really can take tournament history out of the equation um but we get right in this slate joe 10k and above fleetwood casey matsuyama surprisingly matsuyama is not the most expensive player zalatoris xander morikawa i have to feel that matsuyama is a huge discount in this range Uh, he's a no-brainer right joe yeah man uh kind of a natural natural guy that you go right to uh as we mentioned solo second here in 2019 uh obviously he's from japan he's extremely familiar with the this golf course and kind of the style of layouts in Japan, which are a little bit different. Um, so you, your eyes kind of go directly to Matsuyama. Has been struggling tremendously with the putter, which is kind of always his uh, downfall, it seems like, Andrew. Um, but maybe he can get it going on these greens. Um, 
which are unbelievably well manicured. Uh, you won't see a better uh, a golf course in better condition uh, until until we get to the Masters. Uh, honestly, these uh, Japanese greenskeepers take great pride in, in taking good care of these golf courses. So uh, the the greens are going to be extremely pure this week. Um, so maybe Hideki can get that putter going. Lost almost 10 strokes uh, on the greens last week at the CJ Cup. So really brutal, man, for him lately. But you have to love that ball striking. You have to love his familiarity with this golf course. Um, up at the top, man, it almost jumps out as a Stars and, stars and Scrubs type of week. Um, I don't know if we mentioned yet, but this is a, a no-cut event. So you can get aggressive this week. Um, you got four guaranteed rounds from all your guys. Um, but man, this field is so weird. Uh, such a weird salary scale, Andrew. It, it pops out as a stars and scrubs type of week. Um, there's guys up here. You immediately want to target a guy like Colin Morikawa coming off an extremely hot, uh, final round last week in Vegas shot 62, um, at the summit club. And, and he's coming in to a golf course. that's just absolutely tailor made for him. We talk about the comparisons kind of to his game and Tiger Woods's game, and this golf course suits him to a tee. He does have some experience, had a tee 22 here back in 2020. Um, so you you love Colin Morcow in this spot pretty much on any golf course, but especially a shorter golf course that demands accuracy. So I absolutely love Morcow this week. Same can be said for Xander. Um, had a really good final round as well at the CJ Cup. Had a T10 here in his previous trip to the Zozo in Japan. So we know his game travels to any type of golf course. Uh, we talked a lot about Matsuyama, uh, Willie Z. Uh, we're still kind of waiting on that break breakthrough win. And after after those top four, man, I think there's a pretty noticeable drop off. You could you could throw Paul Casey in there, uh, maybe a Tommy Fleetwood who's looked a little bit better in some European starts. Um, but but after that kind of 10k mark, man, we're we're going downhill fast. I was getting ready to say the same thing. You don't have to go very far to get stars and stripe stripe or scrubs, Joe. You could basically. Uh, I I feel like we're. I, I'm not. I'm. Once we drove, go down this 9k range immediately, I'm gonna go ahead and say, Joe, that uh, I'm not ready. I'm I'm ready to stay on the Fowler bandwagon at this point. Four rounds, no cut. I like it. Don't necessarily say I like a. In a normal setting, I'm not going to sit here and say that I like him over Neiman. I can see how you can play him over Neiman this week uh, because he's on uh, <clears throat> Neiman's just so much uh, more consistent. But um, if you look look at a, an event like this, I could see Fowler. Fowler's probably going to be well-received over there, I would imagine, as an international yeah. player. Um, but 9K range, Joe, Hughes, I mean <laughs> – this is laughable. Uh, McKenzie Hughes, Grillo, Tringale, McNe uh, Maverick McNeely, Full Keegan, uh, EVR, Siwoo, Norin, Fowler, Neiman. Uh, this this is a pretty weak range. Uh, you, I don't really have much to say about this. Uh, McNeely, we love in a weaker field. Oh, we we're going to say that every time, guys. Weaker yeah. fields, we love McNeely. Uh, but uh, – I'm kind of sticking with Fowler in this range for uh, for for gamble purposes. Yeah, I don't I don't hate it. I don't hate the play, Andrew. Uh, really, actually, kind of like the play in a vacuum. But then you look across and you see that ninety eight hundred dollar price tag next to Ricky's name, and that's the only thing that really gives me pause. 
Um, you kind of hope that maybe he's going to carry some positive momentum momentum with him into this week. Um, so, so like I said, in a vacuum, I kind of like the play, just riding the hot hand. Um, a lot of these guys in this 9K range, the form hasn't been there for them. I'll say that about Joaquin Neiman. Hasn't really played well in a while. Um, tried to hop on him a little bit back at the Shriners. Felt like he was a really good play in that field. Um, didn't perform well. Uh, so his, his recent recent form's been kind of underwhelming. He does have some experience on this golf course. Um, had a T33 here uh, back in 2020. So, I mean, you can certainly look at Neiman, but at 9,900, uh, I'm almost just going to bump up to uh, to a Matsuyama uh, for 400 more dollars. Um, as you mentioned, man, really thin, really sketchy, 9K range, uh, infr- inflated price tags this week. Uh, th- this field tails off quickly. Uh, it's weak, really kind of weird, honestly. Um, just a kind of a mixed mash of guys. Um, it, it, it's just strange, strange field. But um, if you are building in the 9K range, if you do want to lean, lean a little more balanced, you mentioned Maverick McNeely, a guy we, we really like. Had a runner up there at the Fortnite Championship in Silverado a few weeks ago. Hasn't looked as sharp since, um, but I think he's a guy that we've talked about it before. He kind of thrives on these shorter golf courses. Um, Heritage comes to mind. Harbortown comes to mind. Uh, at Pebble Beach, uh, some shorter golf courses where he's played really well. And, and he's getting a golf course this week, Andrew, that's just about 7,000 yards. Uh, Cameron Tringali's fell off a little bit uh, early this year, but I, I think you can consider him in this field. Um, his, his price tag getting egregious at 9,200, so I think you can look at him. Uh, Griot's a really good ball striker. He can get hot. Um, if we're kind of taking that that non-putter angle like we're doing with the decky, you might want to give Griot a look. But, yeah, man, really tough. Uh, and I'm with you. I almost prefer... Uh, it feels bad to say I almost prefer Ricky in the 9K range. Yep, that is an interesting statement, uh, Joe. Uh, 8K range uh, gets even weaker. Uh, Matt Wallace, Kirk, Schneck, uh, Shank, excuse me, Ryan Palmer, Lanto, Hoffman, Ortiz, Lee, KH Lee, CT Pan, Johnny Vegas. A lot of letters in that, in that range, Joe. Uh, but the uh, name that speaks out to me when you're talking shorter golf courses uh on, on is chris kirk joe uh, 8100 another guy that we talk about a lot also like ryan palmer the the vet uh his form hasn't been great over the you know probably last six months but i really feel like this is going to be a huge gpp week from the standpoint that we're just going to be throwing names in there and hope something sticks so yeah. that's the two names i like in this range uh ryan palmer chris kirk i'm gonna go with the vet play here yeah, don't 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 mind it at all, Andrew. I, I kind of almost feel like you're you're drawing from a hat. Um, I would maybe look at CT Pan, another player that I like on short golf courses. The form has been really solid. Um, this this is the tra- type of track where he can succeed. Uh, I don't ever want to play him on lengthy golf courses, really. But he he had a sixth at the Fortinet, uh, gained four point six strokes on approach, and then had another really good outing at the Sanderson where he had a T eleven. Game 3.1 strokes on approach. So I think you can definitely look at CT Pan here, um, a, a player that pops up from time to time. Johnny Vegas, I like. Um, love his game, love his form, um, but he hadn't been playing much. No course history, and I don't know that this golf course is a great fit for him. Um, he's kind of the opposite of CT Pan. I almost prefer Vegas on driver-heavy golf courses. 
Um, so even though I like him as a player, I don't know that I'm circling him this week. And it's tough, man. Uh, Charlie Hoffman's a guy, you know, you you, you kind of go to in this range and look at as, as maybe a solid option. Um, but the form hasn't been great yet this year. You mentioned Ryan Palmer. The course history is good. Uh, T10 and his only start here. Um, but, but the recent form has been bad. Um, so I'd almost drop down to an Adam Shank at 8,200. A guy, it's kind of sicko to see his his uh, price tag at 8.2K, but had a T22 on this golf course back in 2020, uh, coming off a third place finish a few weeks ago. So I think you can look at Adam Shank, a guy that we've we seen pop up and play some really solid golf down the stretch uh, last season, earlier this year. Um, and then popped up once again here, like I said, a few weeks ago with the solo third in a golf tournament that he had a chance to win. Um, so I think you can look at Shank at 82, um, despite the kind of gross price tag. Yeah, Shank is an interesting player. We're waiting for him to really break through, I think. Uh, we're going to see some, him around for quite a while. Uh, 7K range, Joe, uh, more of the same. Uh, maybe it may be probably the strongest price range since the upper shelf. Uh, but uh, not not necessarily a lot to love. Uh, I mean, Doug Gim is usually somebody we're going to talk about when Iron Play comes in to, uh, to be a, a big factor. Uh, we love Brendan Todd on short golf courses when the putter's hot, but we don't know where that putter is right now. Um, what about Higo? Are we, are we off Higo? Are we we back? Are we, are we on the are we on the teeter totter? I mean, I know he got hot yeah. last summer, but you know where are we at with him? Yeah, man, got hot, got hot last summer and won a couple times in Europe. Uh, obviously, won over here um, at the uh, the Palmetto. So, I mean, he's a guy that certainly brings some upside to the table. I think he's a guy you can look at, but uh, he's been a little off form as of late. Uh, you mentioned Brendan Todd. This is the type of golf course where I'll actually play him. Uh, I, I don't love rostering him because you do rely on the putter so heavily with him, but you know, on this shorter 7,000-ish yard golf course, I think you can look at him. Uh, Robert Streb uh, is a guy that's coming in with really good form, playing well. Um, I think we can look at Streb. He's coming off the top 10 last week at the CJ Cup, had a T27 at the Shriners, had a couple of good rounds there. And uh, a guy will stick out, man, he's uh, toss out. He's really inconsistent. Um, he's never going to be a consistent, like, top 25 every week guy. Uh, but when he's got things going, I, I don't mind trying to grab him in GPPs, and that's Harry Higgs. Um, he's coming in with good form, playing well. Um, we saw him with a uh, top 10 last week at the CJ Cup, played good at the Shriners, um, actually gained 4.1 strokes on approach last week in Vegas, which normally in his strong suit. Um, but he's got a great short game, can get hot with the putter, and if he's got those irons going, man, I don't mind taking a stab at Harry Higgs uh, and really what's, I feel like is a reasonable price tag at 7,500. So I uh, don't mind looking at Higgs. If we want to go off off script a little bit, Andrew, uh, Takumi Kanaya down there at 7,200. Um, this is a guy that was the number one amateur in the world uh, in 2019, won on the J Japan tour as an amateur in 2019, and has won two more times on the Japan tour since turning pro. Uh, won the big Phoenix Dunlop uh, tournament over there, which is kind of their biggest event. Um, so, you know, if you're if you're wanting to start throwing darts a little bit, looking at a guy with uh, some Japanese connections and and actually a ton of talent, uh, I think you can look at Takumi Kanai there at sixty two or seventy two hundred, excuse me. 
Um, so that's kind of one if we want to go off script a little bit to look at. Leave it to Joe Nicey to pull out the, the value you play from somebody that nobody knows who they're talking about. So uh, I love it, Joe. I love that guy, man. I'm playing him this week. <laughs> Moving down to the 6K range, Joe, uh, there's a couple guys here that I would be all in on. Sam Ryder, 6,700, Joe. Uh, and uh, this is the still of the draft. I'm going to throw it out there. 6,500, Matthew Naismith. The steal of the draft, I feel down here. You got a lot of guys down here from the from the Japanese PGA Tour, uh, unknown. We they you know we might see a couple of them jump up there, but we just don't know them. So uh, without any other information than that, I think you got to go with some of the the Americans down here that or the or the regular PGA Tour players that we know can sneak up in there if they get hot. Uh, Doc Redman comes to mind. However, form has been horrible for eight months now going. Um, I wouldn't be scared on a uh, on a Peter Malinati on a short golf course either, Joe. Six K. Who you looking at? Yeah, man, it's a as you mentioned. It you almost feel like you got to dip down here with what's up at the top. I mean, you want exposure to at least one of those guys. I mean, I almost want to try to jam in two um, if this field were just a little bit stronger down at the bottom. But you know, on the flip side, we got four guaranteed rounds. It's a no cut event. So if you want to try to get like a Matsuyama and a Xander. Um, you know, a, a Xander and a uh, Colin Morikawa. You want to try to get a couple of those guys in. You're going to have to go shopping down here. Unfortunately, there's just not a lot here. Um, the first one that jumps out for me in the 6K range, Andrew, is Troy Merritt at 6.9K. He's a guy we saw play some pretty good golf uh, down the stretch uh, of the season earlier this summer. Had uh, ran off three top tens there over the summer. Then had a really good chance to win up in Detroit. I don't know if you remember, he lost in a playoff to Cam Davis up there who held out a bunker shot. Um, but Merritt played some really good golf last last summer uh, and has some experience on this course. Had a T30 in the 2020 Zozo. So, you know, he's a guy we can look at. Uh, had, a, had a pretty good start a couple of weeks ago. So I think you can look at Troy Merritt there, especially on this short golf course. Um, so he's my first one. You mentioned Malnati. Um, he's a guy I'll give a look to. Roger Sloan's a guy we've seen played played well in spurts. Um, just an extremely inconsistent guy. Matthew Neesmith is a name we know. Uh, Wyndham Clark, I don't think this golf course fits him very well. Uh, more of a bomb and gouge type of golfer, and and this really doesn't set up well for that. Um, and kind of as a result, you could almost look at a guy like a Satoshi Kadira, uh, a guy that we've seen – uh, win at Harbor Town and play really well on short golf courses. Obviously familiar with the type of golf uh, in Japan being from there. So I think you can look at Kadira. Uh, Sun Kang, we've seen play really well in spurts. We've seen some hot rounds from him. And he had a T-17 here back in 2020. Um, so I think you can look at Sun Kang. Wesley Bryan's a guy we love, but he just hadn't been getting the reps in. Um, so it's he's a big-time dart throw, but a guy that I will throw in there from time to time. Um, and, and I'll throw one more at you, Andrew. One more kind of wild name here. Uh, Kita Nakajima. He's currently the number one ranked amateur in the world. Uh, won the McCormick medal a couple of months ago for being the top ranked amateur. Um, this, this kid's got a ton of game. He's kind of on that Hideki Matsuyama path. Um, so if you really want to throw a dart throw down there at 6,100, you can look at Kita Nakajima. Joe, with a plethora of darts in his pocket, which one are you gonna stick in for this show, Joe? Who's your dart play of the week? Man, I feel like I feel like we're throwing darts all across the board this week, Andrew. 
uh, really do. I'm going to go Harry Higgs. Um, I don't know that that's deep diving. Um, I, I will have some exposure uh, to some of these guys on down the board. You almost have to this week, man. But I like Harry Higgs. He's one of the few guys that, that you could maybe argue is a little bit underpriced this week um, for how he's been playing. Golf course suits him well. Uh, so I'll take a stab with uh, big, beautiful Harry Higgs. Big and beautiful Harry Higgs. I'm sticking with my man, Matt Naismith, 6,500 on my dart play of the week. Hard play of the week. I'm going all the way to the tippy top, Joe. Xander Shoffley, for, uh, this is for our boy up in uh, uh, Bagels uh, on the uh, on the no-cut event. We're going with Xander this year. He never lets a year go by without winning a no-cut event. So, Xander Shoffley is my pick. Finished 10th here back in uh, back in two years ago. So, Xander Shoffley is my heart play, dart play, Matthew Naismith. Who's on your heart this week, Joe? I'll, I'll, see, your, I'll see your Xander, and I'll raise you Colin Morikawa. Um Love this guy. Thank you, no man. He's he's one of my favorites, if not my favorite player out there right now. Just absolutely love his game, and and I don't think this golf course could suit him any better. Uh, was really young when he when he last played here back in 2019. Had a T22. Um, he's coming off a fire round, uh, 62 uh, at the CJ Cup, so he's bringing a ton of positive momentum over the the course. Fits great. He makes a couple putts. He wins this week, Andrew. I like it, Joe. I like it. Uh, Rotoballer.com, thank you everything you do for us. Remember, when you're signing up for the PJ Premium, use the promo code NICE, N-I-C-E. That's Joe Nicely. I'm Andrew Putters. Uh, you have listened to the Turn Fancy Golf Podcast. That was my first big mistake. I've already hit three in the lake. It's gone.